Hello and welcome to Midnight Showing. I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week the random movie we watched at midnight was John Badham's The Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. So, Luke. Nashy boy, how you doing this week, friend? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Fantastic week. Bingo Long's Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings. That is a title if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but you know, it's I'm glad. I'm glad that it got recommended to you because I, I think I, I think I enjoyed it pretty well this week. I'm excited to get into it. So, uh, first, first man starring in this movie is a uh, Billy Dean Williams playing Bingo. You also may know him as Lando Calrissian, one of the uh, smoothest actors I've ever seen in my entire life. Then um, <laughs> another Star Wars guy. We got James Earl Jones, but he is not playing Darth Vader in this movie. He uh, is Leon, who is uh, probably my favorite character in this movie. And then we of course got the comedy legend. Richard Pryor playing Charlie Snow. I could go through the entire baseball team, but that's like 12 people, so uh, well, it's a, it's a massive cast. It's a massive cast, but I'd say those three are the uh, biggest names that I would say in this movie, and they all do a really great job. And uh, the director is John Badham. Do you know any uh, other John Badham movies? He was, because um, we were searching, because the name did sound familiar, and so um, he was actually, uh, God, what was he the director of? Um, Saturday Night Fever, Ooh. War Games um, is a big one, but he also did Dracula, Blue Thunder, Short Circuit, and Stakeout. So he's a pretty accomplished. And an episode of the director. Twelve Monkeys TV show. And oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, one of the movies we covered earlier, they now have a TV show for it, and he yeah he directed an episode of that. Which is pretty funny. So that's pretty he actually, interesting. Yeah. He he's got some movies we could do actually. I feel like he has a good amount of films that are worth watching that a lot of people haven't seen. We should uh, write that down somewhere. Oh yeah, how we got to this movie? Uh, first off, was uh, one of my friends reached out to me to listen to the show. Uh, he had recently seen this movie because he had never seen like uh, other movies that Billy D. Williams was in. And so he reached out to me and told me uh, we should watch this one because it's got a lot of pretty big names in it. For the time, and uh, yeah, so uh, we gave it a watch. We listen to our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can you uh, can you set up the world for me a little bit? It is the 1930s when we're playing baseball. What else is going on? Yeah, so it's in the United States. Um, so segregation is still sort of a big thing. Uh, racism is always sort of present in the movie. Um, and see, uh, Bingo Long's Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings uh, were given perspective of african-american baseball players during the time of segregation and pretty much what they're doing is they're barnstorming across the country so they're just going to towns small towns and playing local teams and kicking their ass every yeah everywhere they can see um you know just playing some good old american baseball mm -hmm. and you know the thing is that bingo the bingo longs team is sort of all the best athletes that they knew at the time mm -hmm. that they could get to play with them. So they sort of smoke people out. Oh, um, they smoke people out hardcore, dude. <laughs> There's some <laughs> of the games where they win by like 10 plus runs. It's really funny, and, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, even though segregation and sort of racism is at the forefront of the movie, it doesn't feel like a dark and depressing movie. It's definitely part of what moves the drama forward. But it's very upbeat and uplifting, and it's listed as a comedy, but we'll get into more of that later. Yeah, definitely, dude. I um, 
this movie, um, it, it was like it was fun to watch. It, like it, it brought you in, and like it had a lot of like bright colors, good music, like all that stuff. It really like pulls you in and just makes you interested in baseball. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people of our generation definitely don't find baseball interesting. But I promise, <laughs> for a baseball movie, this one is definitely interesting, dude. So, um, you brought up a little bit of the motifs and themes. I say there's definitely motifs of like racism and stuff because that was just kind of what was going on in the 1930s. And um, there's also kind of like um reality and expectations of like you think you're going to be a baseball player and you're going to love it and then things can kind of go wrong for you and what bingo long kind of stands for is like the opposite of that like doing what you love and having nobody like um make you pay make you pay money to them or anything in terms of like the uh, owners of the baseball teams because that's where our main um kind of conflict is is between the like big shot owners of the teams and the players getting screwed over Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, the relationship between, like, being an entertainer and an athlete, I feel like, is really present in this movie, dude, because, you know, there's a lot of scenes where they're um, telling each other to, like, kind of hype it up, get everybody excited, and it, like, kind of makes you realize that, like, it's not just about playing sports, it's about making money and getting people to come to the games and have fun while they're watching it as well. Yeah, there, there's, uh, it's a great movie that sort of clashes with those expectations in a more real-world setting, I feel like. So, with all that being said... Thumbs up or thumbs down, dude. Thumbs up. I liked Bingo. Bingo long. I'm giving it a thumbs up to the uh, All-Stars and Motor Kings. Uh, So now that we've given you, you know, taste of the movie, we really don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. So if you haven't, pause the video, like, and subscribe before you leave. And go check it out because this film is definitely worth seeing. Um, Alrighty. Now... Let's spoil it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll start off by saying this movie is just, like, really well made. Like, you can tell that everybody who was making it was having a really fun time making it. There's so many scenes of, like, parades and people goofing around and everything. I feel like this was just a really fun movie to be a part of back when it was made in the 70s. And, um, yeah, you know, it kind of just translates into having a good plot, having likable characters, having everything going on just being, like, super interesting. So, like, um, where do you want to start? Where do you think we should start with this one? You know, that's a pretty good question. I think let's start at how the movie gets categorized, because that was something that we sort of talked about initially, um, where how this movie is labeled as a comedy, but it's sort of, it's different definitely than modern expectations of what a comedy is. I feel um, that. Well, yo, so, okay, so, at the end of the last episode, I pressured you into into picking a movie, and you were like, Bingo Long's Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings, and I was like, <laughs> okay, word, I guess we're watching that, like, with such an eccentric title like that, like, I had no idea what, what to expect, and then I looked it up and saw that it was in the 1970s, so with a title like that, I kind of got that it was going to be, like, kind of a Mel Brooks-type movie, like, um, Young Frankenstein or Blazing Saddles, kind of, or, like, um, yeah. like, like, Cheech and Chong, you know, just, like, kind of like a... Like a humor. Yeah, like a, a goofy, a really goofy comedy. Like, because most of the comedies that I've seen from the 70s, like Young Frankenstein and Monty Python and all that stuff, have just been, like, really goofy movies that have always been, like, just fun to go back and watch for, like, a fun little ride. But this movie felt a lot more serious than that in, like, a really good way. I wasn't, like, absurd, crazy movie that everybody should see because how did they make this? It was more of just, like, a good movie that, like, sprinkled in comedy, like, here and there. I yeah. wouldn't overly call it, like, a comedy. Like, it's... There's jokes being made. There's definitely funny situations and funny stuff happening. But at the same time, it takes itself really seriously in a great way. Yeah, they're not trying to make you laugh every second, which I think is probably the biggest distinction if you watch a comedy nowadays. It's like every line is a joke or leads up to a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's de- it's definitely not like that. And a lot of the jokes are kind of subtle, too. 
Yeah, but all, honestly, for the most part, the jokes that we saw, they made us laugh. Like, they were funny jokes when they delivered them. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, dude, I love when Richard Pryor is talking about batting averages and stuff, and he's, like, trying to do the math, but then he gets a number. He doesn't like that number, so he's, like, and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- th- those parts are really funny. Nobody can have a batting average that low. <laughs> <laughs> but before we, get, before we get into Richard Pryor, let's start with uh, our main character, Bingo Long, Billy D. Williams, dude. I really like Billy D. Williams, and... I'm glad that um, I think it was Houston who told you to watch this movie, right? I'm glad that you yeah. said Billy D. Williams because I want to watch more Billy D. Williams movies, especially after seeing this one. Because oh yeah, I feel like I feel like kids of our generation don't really know that many movies without like Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, no, I'd agree to that. And he really, for this film, is just perfectly cast for it. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. So, um, he game starts out, and we're uh, we're we're at a baseball field, and I would like to say that I really like the baseball scenes in this movie, and specifically, I think the crowd was done really well, uh, like really well, the way that they like handled everybody and got them all to clap in time, say stuff together, like actually cheer. It definitely looked super realistic, and like we were actually watching a baseball game. But um, the way that the movie starts is that Billy D. Williams is the pitcher, and he has an invite pitch where he doesn't let anybody else on the team be in the field because he knows he's going to get a strike on on the on the batter yeah. dude. And that's the hardest shit I've ever that heard. Is, exactly. That's that's just utter dominance yeah. <laughs> of the sport right there. And that's that's kind of that's like the first thing you see. So um, I'll make a comparison to a, a video game of my childhood called Slugfest and it was like kind of a parody <laughs> baseball game where it was all about doing ridiculous stuff like that. It's like the first scene we see is like a pitcher saying, "No, no infielders, no outfielders. I'm just going to pitch between this guy and get a strike and I know it." So like right away you know that it's kind of like not a fantasy movie, but like a little um exaggerated in the way that all these players are like going to play and just be really good the sport you know and definitely the you get that sense of like how they're sort of hamming it up you know yeah like they know their own they know how good they are yeah for sure for sure and that's that all plays into like the fun tones of the movie like when they're throwing balls under their legs and like dudes are like sliding in and making catches without gloves and stuff it's all it's a really fun movie especially if you like baseball i like baseball but if, if you don't like baseball it does a good job of keeping you interested in those games and um, we can get into, like, the production and stuff of the games later, but let's get back to the characters. So Bingo Long is our pitcher, and he's, like, a real slick-talking kind of guy. He was the one who had the idea to start the baseball team. And um, mm-hmm. the other main character, who's probably my favorite character in the movie, is Leon, played by James Earl Jones. And he, um, whereas Bingo Long's a really great pitcher, Leon is a world-class batter, and they're saying that he's um, batting, like, 55 home runs, like, per season. So he's just a savage at bat. And um, he's great because he's kind of like a little bit of the opposite of Bingo Long, where like he's really all about morals and ideals and like the camaraderie of being on a baseball team, you know? Cause, yeah, um, he, he doesn't like that showmanship aspect of it. At all, yeah. He doesn't like the showmanship aspect of it, and he doesn't really care about money in any way at all. There's a couple times where um, Bingo is trying to be, like, sly and make some more money. Like, they try to get this rookie kid on the team, and um, Bingo is like, uh, yeah, if you're a rookie, you get half price, and James Earl Jones shoots him down real quick. And then he's like, well, you're, of course, not a rookie because you're playing for another team for a year or so. And it's great because they're just going back and forth, like, pushing and pulling, and the two of them drive the plot the most, and they're both super interesting and have a super interesting plot yeah they don't feel one-sided at all um Mm -hmm. especially just speaking on how bingo's whole sort of he has like a sort of flashy aesthetic but you don't really see it too much you like you see it the most when he like uh is in like normal clothes yeah 
Um, but you only see it like a couple of times in two or three scenes. Yeah, in like in, in that last scene when he's wearing the bright yellow suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like in, in normal day to day, he's just sort of, they're all sort of part of the team. Yeah. For the majority of the movie. In the beginning and in the end, they're not. Because things have changed, obviously. But I think it's a it's a really well done note too to sort of highlight how those characters are separated and sort of how things have changed. Yeah, it it it, it like literally gives you um, an embodiment of like sides of baseball. Like people, not Bingo Long is definitely a good guy. I don't want to set up like he's a bad guy in in any way. I think he's a really like great character. But he's kind of like showing that side of baseball that can be a little sleazy, even though he himself I don't think is that sleazy. And then James Earl Jones is like all about the sport. That kind of backs to what I was saying at the beginning about like entertainment and being an athlete. Like how much do they intertwine? Those are kind of the questions that it's asking. And I think it asks them in a really great way. Yeah. It really is sort of uh an interesting movie because it is sort of like those comedies that we see are sort of at the time like Blazing Saddles and like Spaceballs. <laughs> they're, they're outlandish, you know. And they're, almost, they're, almost parodies in themselves. Yeah, they admit that they're a they're a joke. Like, yeah, you, you know that they know they know that they are being goofy and silly. And this one is sort of uh, it's very grounded in reality. And just to go in depth with that a little bit, this is I did a little bit of research sort of on why. Uh, the director, uh, Badham, was sort of the director a little bit about his relation to the story, and I found this on Wikipedia. Um, so this is pretty much what it says about it. Uh, some characters and, situa- and situations are loosely based upon real-life people and incidents. Badham grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and, and was familiar with the Birmingham Black Barons who shared Rickwood Field with the white Birmingham Barons. Bingo Long is based on a former Black Baron, Leroy Satchel Page, Early in his career, Page would call in his outfield while leading in the ninth inning against an amateur or semi-pro team and strike out the side. That's savage. Bingo did a similar stunt in this movie. Leon Carter is a Josh Gibson-like power hitter, even playing the same position as catcher. Esquire Joe Calloway is an amalgam of another black baron, Willie Mays, in personality, talent, and fielding position, and Jackie Robinson as being signed by a white team at the film's end. The Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings were loosely based on the Indianapolis Clowns and other barnstorming uh, black baseball teams, who likewise engaged in Harlem Globetrotter-like clowning routines. Yeah, so, like, um, I wouldn't go as far to say that in the movie they act like the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, they do take the games yeah. pretty seriously, and they definitely want to win, whereas the, the Globetrotters, Pro- like put on a show they which don't is, play the game like, yeah they, they just do crazy tricks yeah. yes and so i honestly i don't think i would enjoy the movie as much as i did if it was like they were just a harlem globetrotter type, type team that just like put on shows and stuff the fact that they're actually a baseball team and they're just all really good at baseball is really interesting and it seems simple but like it really just it's enjoyable to watch straight up you know what i'm saying yeah, no, exactly. I, I think it definitely gives it a better angle than if it was just goofy, because we would just categorize it like all those other comedies when it, yeah. it really isn't, and it plays to its benefit. Yeah. Which sort of, probably the best distinction, or the, the biggest occurrence, is on like that 4th of July game. Because I know we, we mentioned sort of the racial aspect of this movie, because it's an all-black traveling baseball team. And so they play in white towns, too. And uh, one of the teams they play on, in, on the 4th of July is by far the most racist. Yeah. And uh, those, the, the, of, those scenes are fucked up, too. I'll, yeah. I'll edit out that effed up. I'm sorry for all the, all the children watching at home. 
<laughs> all the children watching around the world. But uh, <laughs> that that scene sort of um, is probably one of the best examples, not only of the racial sort of tension that existed at the time, but also of sort of the character differences between uh, Bingo and Leon. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon didn't want to capitulate in any way. He just wanted to play straight baseball, mm-hmm. no matter what the cost was going to be, even though that a lot of them suggest that getting lynched would probably be the cost of it. And what Bingo, being the showman that he is, sort of plays a prank on Leon where he like throws a firecracker rather than the baseball. And so, and so he fakes him out. But that's sort of how we get the racial aspect of this movie is sort of um, right off in the beginning when they start off um, a guy at the gas station sort of suggests to them because he, he used to be an actor he says mm-hmm. that they have to sort of show it up they, they can't just you know walk in and be baseball players play and leave they got to make the town feel like it's something different it has to, it has to the, be a show it has to be a show yeah yeah exactly and that sort of thing um, nowadays. I think people would look on that very negatively because it's not standing for sort of your 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 moral purpose of it. It's rather sort of submitting to the dominant force at hand, no matter what's going to happen. But, you know, it was a totally different time. And I think that sort of captures it right, that they're just trying to do the best thing for themselves as individuals, even though some of them want to do that moral thing. It may not be what the whole team is about because they are kind of goofy. Yeah, and you know, I would definitely, um, we mentioned it earlier how it's not at the forefront of the movie, and that honestly just kind of, it makes it more about the baseball and the way that baseball was affected by these things. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of an interesting look at all that stuff because we're not just, like, being shown, like, all these racist people and, like, just showing that the racist, it's just that, like, this is part of the sport and part of the way that people had to fight, and, like... It's interesting because it was done in 1976, which is kind of like a long time ago when you think about it, like almost 50 years. But it, you can, it really feels like a movie that could have like, um, not like came out recently, but it 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 wasn't dated in the in the way that it was telling it. You know, it took me a little bit to beat around the bush to that point, but like the movie doesn't feel dated. And being a 1970s movie, I feel like it could have felt dated. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's a pretty good point to make. You know, th- this isn't like a political show. This is just sort of us giving giving our reasoning to it because at that time it was more of sort of healing rather than sort of standing for something necessarily in specific. So this was just after the civil rights movement had yeah. sort of ended. But, uh, yeah, another big thing about uh, the sort of racial aspect. Richard Pryor's character. Do you want yeah. to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. Well, Richard Pryor has the idea that if he's Cuban, he can get into the white <laughs> leagues and make, like, actual money. So the entire movie, he tells everybody to stop calling him by his name and to call him this Mexican name. And he keeps... Not even Mex... Is it a Mexican name? I don't it's, even know. It's, uh... I think the name is... Carlos Nevada. Carlos I Nevada, feels. yeah, just a really ambiguous name like that, and he's like talking in Spanish the whole time because he wants people to think that he's Cuban, and then he gets killed, and then he comes back, and he's like pretending, uh, it's ridiculous, dude. 
Yeah, but it honestly it speaks to a greater sort of truth where it's like, okay, like I'm just gonna be a different race that the white people are cool with, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it, like he's he's trying to play the hand that he can that he can, you know. And it's Richard Pryor too, so it's like it's the way it's done is like really goofy, and he's like not taking it too seriously the whole time. <laughs> Another thing we might mention is the. Uh, the, the like orthodox Jewish team, that dude. They play. Also, really weird scene. That it's a really weird scene. That, was, that did. It, okay. It's probably the most outlandish scene. And it's probably the most outlandish part of the okay, whole movie. Like two, like three, three minutes ago, I said that this movie was like up to date and like current. There's a couple parts like that that are current. Yeah, no, exactly. Because that, that the is Jewish the type team. of thing that you'd expect to see in like Blazing Saddles. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it, it's not the whole movie. It's that one scene, you know. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> dude, it's done so low key that I couldn't even tell if they were making a joke about it or not. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, scenes like that were like kind of what I was expecting the whole movie to be. Yeah, uh. <laughs> and dude, the the bad guy drives around in a hearse, which is also pretty funny. And at the end, James Earl Jones just like crashes onto the field in a hearse, and he pops out. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that, that was absolutely hilarious. He just <laughs> drives straight onto the field. Uh, what inning is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing about the production of this movie I wanted to get into was the uh, music, dude. There's a lot of original music, and might I say it all slapped. It was all like Motown-type beats, and there's a lot of parade scenes where they're just playing these original songs. And it gives the movie a ton of character and like really um, makes it unique in its own way, you know what I'm saying, bruh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it definitely does. The music is... The music is entertaining and unique, definitely. It fits the movie perfectly. I don't know what sort of tracks I would have put in if I had to select from, you know, my knowledge of <laughs> of music. I, I wouldn't know where to begin. So I think, you know, uh, sort of custom music is definitely the way to go for this one. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention, though, was sort of the power narrative um, about how Racism is definitely in the backdrop of the movie and in the forefront of this movie. And it's constantly there and they're aware of it. Richard Pryor's character does a great job of sort of reinforcing that constant presence. But it's really... The the villains are sort of the upper class versus... It's the managers versus the players. Yeah. It, it's not... Uh, or the owners versus the players. It's not the... It's not mm-hmm. sort of... A, really based on racism they're just saying racism is here but also the struggle is we want to do our own thing we want to be self-owned and they and i think they quote the communist manifesto and don't acknowledge it as the communist manifesto <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah well, means as, of production as, as you as you, <laughs> as you just it's a means of production as you just explained that i kind of um clicked in my head a little bit that like you know um like you said it it's not on the forefront but it is on the forefront and it's interesting the way that they do it like that because there's some scenes where it's overtly present and other things where you totally forget about it and you're looking at a plot of a movie and like you want to make sure that like you're getting a good story across while having all these likable characters and sometimes unless you like weave it in really well and finesse it really well then like people can misinterpret the story you were trying to tell and i feel like that movie doesn't have that problem at all because of like you said, it's on the forefront sometimes, and sometimes it's not too important. And you see yeah. both sides of like a lot of stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely uh, you know like probably two or three subplots in the movie are based around racism, but the overall plot is really just about these guys that are players 
want to be treated like how they think they should be treated and be recognized for the talent they have, which is sort of why the ending is sort of unique because I really like the ending. It's um, when, who, who is that player's name? Esquire Joe. Yeah. That's true. That, Esquire uh, Joe Calloway, dude. He's a, uh... He made that crazy catch in like the beginning of the movie where he yeah. like runs through the outfield like t- two lanes of two lengths of the outfield and then does a diving catch and catches it and then they're yeah, like yeah there's, there's no for fence us. to determine a home run yeah so you like... just sprinting back and then they're like yeah uh, do you want to join the team because you're a savage <laughs> yeah and at the end of the movie he gets uh, uh, hired to play baseball for a white team and. Um, that sort of you see bingo sort of distraught by that he tries to tell him oh they're just you know gonna fool you they wouldn't let a black guy play you know with a white team and it's sort of uh leon who sort of reassures nah man just let him play he's you know he's this is sort of what we're all trying to do yeah you know and you kind of see that sort of power sugar right there because now at this point of the movie bingo has sort of become his own owner after they won that game and now he's losing one of his best players. Yeah, for real. And it's, you know, sports are like an interesting lens to look at social issues. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, they definitely are. Because, like, in, in real life, it's all about, like, what's happening in the game and stuff. But when you make a story around it, it's easier to create, like, characters and stuff. And so, again, not to, like... Um, like go over it too much but i think that the movie just weaves itself between telling a story and having all these themes and ideas in it really well and that's what makes a good movie and i think that's why you and i enjoyed it so much yeah now it really isn't because again i was we were sort of both expecting a sort of a slapstick comedy and what we got was a pretty a pretty funny movie with a compelling story like interesting scenes nothing was really boring Mm -hmm. um so i think it's now time to give this a rating oh yeah well yo dude one joke i did want to bring up that i forgot about was how, <laughs> go for it go was for how it. They, they have all they have all the so it's the the team is literally called the bingo long all-star and motor kings and every player has a different word of that on their <laughs> jersey so one person so bingo where's a bingo one person is long one person is the and one person is the motor like motor one person is all and he's like why is your shirt say all? Oh, well, because I do it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny shit, dude. <laughs> but for a rating, um, how, what should we do it out of? Just baseballs? Fucking baseballs? <laughs> how many baseballs? How many baseballs out of ten? That's so, um, so terrible. How many innings out of nine, dude? How many innings out of nine? I like that. He's thinking on your feet. Um, I try, I try. Well, since it's out of nine, I'll give it like... Okay, I'm going to say seventh inning with one out. <laughs> no balls, two strikes. Um, yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it seventh inning, one on second. <laughs> All right, cool. So we liked it about the same it. amount. You know, it's it's not a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong, but it's an enjoyable movie that you know if you like if you like sports movies, definitely check it out. And if you like Billy D. Williams, definitely check it out. Or Richard Pryor, James Earl Jones, because they all do a really great job as well. Yeah, no, it, it really isn't what was expected, but it was a great movie to watch. I I definitely would suggest it for uh, for people to go give it a view. It is slightly dated. It's sort of how the narrative goes. Um, 
because it does again preach it does sort of have moments of capitulation and moments of independence so it is sort of caught between that i think but either way great movie great movie go watch it I bro yo duh, we gotta shout out our boy Schwartz for making that beat in the beginning the beat y'all been listening to for the past seven weeks that's our boy Schwartz and uh Nash what movie are we watching next week bro next week ladies and gentlemen we are going to watch Zardos Zardos starring Sean Connery <laughs> Um, if you if anybody watches Rick and Morty, uh, the Gazorpazorp episode, that is what this this movie is based on, or other way around. Yeah, that episode is based the, on yeah, the movie. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would make sense. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I think that about wraps it up this week. Please be sure to like and subgri- subscribe. Follow us on Instagram to stay in the loop for upcoming episodes. Tune in next week for our take on Zardos, and be sure to check us out at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. And remember, your donations keep my blue light on. Later!